Thanks for stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Hello, everyone. Brett McRae here with your morning market report on the Northern Ag Network. There has been some big news with potential effects for the cattle market this week. Brazil's agricultural ministry has announced that it is investigating a possible case of atypical mad cow disease, or BSE. In 2021, Brazil confirmed two cases of atypical bovine spongiform encephalopathy, leading to a three-month ban on imported Brazilian beef in China. If the case is confirmed, another ban on Brazilian beef by China would increase the demand for U.S. product at a time when supply is more limited. Shortly before that news, Senators Mike Rounds of South Dakota and John Tester of Montana reintroduced legislation originally from November 2021 that would suspend Brazilian beef imports until experts can conduct a systemic review of the Brazilian products regarding food safety and animal health. A press release from Senator Rounds states that the occasional instances of atypical BSE do not indicate system-wide issues with the health of Brazilian cattle herds, but repeated delays in reporting suggest an overly lax food safety regime. Brazil waited months or even years to report similar cases in 2012, 2014, and 2019. In the United States, a variety of preventative measures ensure that the disease cannot enter the food chain. But proponents of the senator's bill say that trading partners should be held to equal standards. And this time next week, I'll be in Sydney for the Mondac Ag Days at the Richland County Event Center. Highlights include a trade show, banquet with keynote speaker Jay Bodner, and educational presentations covering everything from the availability of inputs to the direction of the cattle market in 2023. Farmers and ranchers work hard, no matter the season. So BNSF never stops working for Montana's farmers and ranchers. Each winter, we face high winds and drifting snow. BNSF takes extra precaution to ensure freight is delivered safely to destination. We prepare for every storm with equipment positioning, people, and resource coverage. A heartfelt thank you to our crews who work tirelessly and relentlessly to move Montana's high-quality products, no matter the season. This is BNSF. How many times have you asked your young adult about future career plans? Did you know your student can work towards a career in one of Montana's high-demand career and technical fields while enrolled in school? Career and technical education in high school helps drive students into high-skill, high-wage, in-demand careers right here in Montana. To explore one of the 16 different career pathways with your student, visit opi.mt.gov. Brought to you by the Montana Office of Public Instruction. The USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is still seeking public comments on its proposed modifications to current animal disease traceability regulations. This is Chief Veterinarian for the agency, Rosemary Sifford. We did recently publish the updated proposed rule that was published on January 19th. Records retention requirement updates, just clarifying some of that language. But the most important piece is really around that electronic identification. We do think the changes will make it much easier for us to quickly identify cattle and bison and respond to outbreaks. 
That rule would require all sexually intact cattle and bison 18 months of age and older or any cattle or bison used for shows, exhibition, or rodeo to have a visual and readable electronic ear tag for interstate movement. And it's a busy time for state legislatures across northern ag country as lawmakers continue to discuss policy at the state level, some of which is specifically geared toward farmers and ranchers. In North Dakota, for example, a bill that would revise the state's anti-corporate farming regulations has passed the House. Corporate farming laws generally restrict corporations and limited liability companies from owning and operating farms or ranches or from owning and leasing productive ground. HB 1371 aims to loosen those restrictions for livestock operations in the state. And this week in Helena, both the Senate and the House heard right-to-repair legislation intended to give agriculture producers in Montana more opportunities to repair their own equipment. Much of the discussion focused on whether the existing tools provided by the industry allow farmers to effectively make timely repairs to their equipment currently. To all Montana Pulse farmers, would you like to streamline your farming operation this spring? Hi, this is Brandon Newman with Verdesian Life Sciences. I'm pleased to introduce Primo GX2 granular inoculant for pea, lentil, and chickpeas. Primo GX2 provides two strains of rhizobia for your pea, lentil, and chickpea operation while providing an additional bacteria for superior growth promoting power. Three bacteria, three pulse crops, one easy-to-use product, Primo GX2. Let your farm run more efficient this year with Primo GX2. Although the cattle market was pretty quiet Thursday, live and feeder cattle futures had managed to earn some gains as light cash cattle trading volume developed in Nebraska. Live deals from 160 to 161 steady to a dollar higher than the previous week. In Iowa, dress cattle traded for 164 $3 better than the previous week's weighted average. Now, these are extremely light volumes and not yet indicative of the week's trade. So we'll have to wait and see what the cash cattle trade has in store for this week's market. March feeder cattle up $1.10 at $187.97. April up $0.95 cents at $191.75. April live cattle down $0.02 cents at $165.07. June up 22 at $161.10. Lean hogs down $2.55 in April at $86.55. May down $1.42 at $95.75. In Mile City this week, bred heifers averaged $1,950. Young bred cows averaged $2,052. And middle-aged bred cows averaged $1,734. Slaughter cows up 3 to 4 cents from 85 to 92. Grain and oilseed markets saw heavy selling on Wednesday. Wheat futures pressured by better moisture chances over the weekend and late next week. But still, western hard red winter wheat areas continue to get shortchanged for precipitation once again. On the world stage, Russia continues to be ultra-aggressive in wheat offerings, selling extremely cheap product to buyers. Kansas City winter wheat down 28 and a quarter cents in March at 876. May down 24 at 869. Minneapolis spring wheat down 10 and a quarter cents in March at 914. May down nine and three quarters at 909. Chicago soft red winter down 14 cents in March at 736. May down 12 and three quarters at 750. Corn down six and a half cents in March and six and a quarter in May at $6.74. Locally here in Montana, elevators were paying nine cents less for 14 pro spring wheat yesterday from 850 to 880. 12 Pro Winter Wheat, mostly down 24 cents across the state from 824 to 875. And out in Portland, cash bids for soft white wheat, minus 15 cents or steady 
from 8.30 to 8.70. On the Northern Ag Network, I'm Brett McRae.